Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Merit Asset Management. I'm Paul Sandu, uh, the Chief Investment Officer of Merit Asset Management. And uh, what we're going to do is introduce something a little bit new uh, today. Um, these are We're going to start a series called Thinking Out Loud. Um, and basically, this will be um, just a, a number of our different portfolio managers from time to time, <clears throat> thinking literally thinking out loud about different things that are going on in the market. Um, so today, what I want to do is I want to quickly run over uh, three very topical issues uh, in uh, fixed income. Uh, the first is interest rates. The second is, you know, Fed taper. And the final one is inflation. And I want to just give you some initial thoughts on all of these uh, as we are looking at them uh, at the moment from a portfolio management perspective. So let's talk about government bond yields and interest rates. Uh, there has been, obviously, there was a very significant rise uh, in interest rates early this year, pretty much from January all the way to March. And it's interesting now that for the better part of almost two months, interest rates have been consolidating and kind of going sideways. And we've seen in the last week or so a reasonable rally. Ten-year uh, uh, treasuries, you may recall, got around to almost as high as 180. Uh, and as um, we're speaking today, they're at 150. So we've seen a, a pretty good rally you know, from, uh, you know, from the highs in yield. And this recent rally that we've gotten really is, I think, made up of a number of different things. First of all, inflation expectations have followed. And you can see this in break-evens. If you look at TIPS break-evens as well, you can also see them in some of the survey data that we're getting. Uh, and the most notable one recently is the Michigan uh, Consumer uh, Sentiment Survey and the inflation expectations numbers there. Uh, in, adi- in, in, in addition to just the, the fact that inflation expectations have fallen, uh, positioning has played a large part. You know, the market was generally fairly short and this has definitely been a bit of a short squeeze. Uh, we've seen good relative value buying from foreign, foreign foreigners as well, so that's contributed to the rally. And of course, uh, central banks are, are certainly not suggesting that they're tightening anytime soon, so monetary policy continues to be very accommodative. Uh, we think that the, in this current move, it's certainly possible for 10-year treasuries to move to 135. As I mentioned earlier, they're trading at uh, 150 today. Uh, but in, in general, uh, we would suggest that if we get a move through, to, through 140, we will be increasing our short position relative to the benchmark across all of our mandates. We continue to believe that the fair value for the U.S. 10-year Treasury is around 170. Uh, that's a little bit higher than our fair value that we started at the beginning of the year, which is around 160. Uh, and we do think that as we transition through the summer, uh, as we get some uh, more employment data, uh, that will set up for uh, potentially uh, a little bit higher rise in rates as the Fed looks to taper. So let's just look to our next topic then, which is tapering. Um, there's a lot of discussion in the market right now that the tapering will you know, happen sometime in July or August uh, at the Jackson Hole meetings potentially. Uh, in our view, uh, the taper and the Fed's, you know, the Fed's um, you know, the ability to taper is really uh, solely focused on one thing, and that's the, that's the unemployment rate. It's important, in our view, for the un- unemployment rate to fall uh, below, uh, probably into that area of around 4.5% before the Fed thinks about tapering, and we think that that will take a number of months. So we don't think that there's any kind of July-August timeline per se. We do think that all you have to do if you want to think about tapering 
is to think about what the unemployment rate is, how much progress the Fed thinks is being made on getting all those jobs lost during the global health pandemic. And that really is their main reaction function, in our view, relative to, to tapering. Uh, so, um, you know, this is, uh, the, in terms of the unemployment rate dropping, we do think it's going to take some time, uh, mainly because, uh, you know, the federal uh, benefit programs are still uh, operating in a number of states. That's keeping people away from home. Obviously, childcare is a, is another impairment uh, to getting people back into the work workforce, um, and um, you know, obviously, the pace of vaccinations is is another. So we do think that um, you know those three things will continue to play a part. But one thing that will be really important to watch are the seasonal adjustments that happen in the June and July and August numbers. Uh, to date, when we've seen the April and May numbers, the seasonals have actually pushed against higher uh, employment or non-farm numbers. We think that begins to change a little bit when you see the June numbers and actually a fair bit when you see the July and August numbers. So that could really be the signal where we have a, you know, a much more aggressive um, you know, expansion in employment in the U.S., which then gets the Fed to start thinking probably later in the fall if we get those kinds of numbers uh, about about the potential for taper. Lastly, just talk about inflation. Uh, there's a lot of discussion around inflation being either transitory or, or, or more persistent. Uh, in our view, the way to look at inflation is to think about inflation from a, either a cost push perspective or from a demand pull perspective. And we certainly do think that most of the inflationary pressures we are getting right now are cost push inflation. Uh, this is uh, due to the result of a whole bunch of supply chain disruptions. Uh, you know, the whole idea of uh, just-in-time delivery uh, has been has been definitely impacted significantly, uh, you know, by, by the global health pandemic and the reopening of different times and unsynchronized reopening of different economies. So we think that a, a significant amount of the inflation we're seeing is cost push. Uh, and it's not demand pull. Cost push inflation, in our view, you know, uh, typically does recede. It will probably take a little bit longer this time around, uh, you know, as uh, you know, as as supply chains adjust and you know, vaccination programs around the world become a bit more coordinated. But in general. Uh, you know, cost push inflation, you know, adjust because you get substitution effects and because supply chains, you know, kind of kind of go back to working properly. And of course, you know, those supply demand imbalances that have been caused by the global health pandemic, largely because a huge demand for goods relative to services, those will dissipate as economies open up. So we would be concerned if we started to see uh, inflation coming from a demand pull perspective, you know that that would be caused by increasing wages or a persistence of increasing wages, and also a, a rising level of capacity utilization where all the capacity you know gets essentially used up. And we are a long way from that. You know, capacity utilization would have to be well into the 80s, and it's currently around 78 for in order for that to be inflationary from a demand push point of view. You know, we think demand demand pull inflation. Sorry. Is, is more critical to that you know, more permanent type of inflation where you get a cycle of inflation. That is not what we see here. And as a result, you know, we continue to believe that a large part of what we're seeing in terms of inflationary pressures and what's driving you know, interest rates and concern about higher interest rates is, is going to be transitory. Now, we will say that headline inflation, uh, we think it will peak in the next month or two in the U.S., but we do believe that core inflation will be stickier for longer. It will probably persist into the early part of next year. 
And if that is the case, we do believe that that is going to cause, you know, some consternation for the Fed uh, with respect to uh, not just tapering, but also for the market to be getting a little bit nervous around maybe the Fed or other central banks getting behind the curve as inflation stays stickier for longer. But we are prepared, uh, you know, given how we look at inflation globally and core inflation in particular, we do think our models are telling us it'll be stickier for longer, but it is largely transitory. So we are not looking for a new cycle of higher growth or higher inflation. So those are three quick thoughts on, on uh, interest rates, uh, taper and inflation. Uh, please make sure that uh, if uh, you have any questions that you reach out to your wholesaler or to our sales team, Roberto, Sean, Chris, and Mark Culver. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to another Thinking Out Loud uh, soon. Thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.